Welcome to the Stoic Life Podcast. Today, we have a fascinating episode exploring the profound impact of emotional patterns and their influence on our lives. Joining us is Yannick, an expert in personal development and the founder of Consensorial Method. I'm thrilled to have Yannick here to share their insights and wisdom on this topic. Welcome, Yannick. Thank you. To kickstart our conversation, Can you please share with our listeners a brief overview of your background and expertise in the field of emotional patterns and personal development? So in terms of um, personal development and uh, emotional patterns and in terms of my experience, actually, yeah. it's, uh, it came through, uh, through, first of all, my experience on working on, my, on myself. Mm-hmm. So that was the first, uh, it was the first point, actually. It, it was not to... to um put together a method it was at the beginning and it was more than 25 years ago um so it was at the beginning just to develop myself as i am a hypersensitive person mm-hmm. i had to work a lot on my emotions and also on my patterns whether they were coming from my family from uh, my ancestors from my my lineage um and from my also experienced through life actually because i was born actually um uh at seven months it it's one point i was 1.7 kilos and they didn't know if i was actually going to live or not mm-hmm. so i had to spend two months in ecu the intensive care unit for the newborn and okay. uh and this left me for sure um unconsciously or consciously uh, some uh wounds uh emotional wounds because i was not able to be put on my mother's uh, breath at the beginning mm-hmm. of my life so um so it started uh, even unconsciously but then uh then through my experiences such as heart such, such as heartbreaks um um financial issues bankruptcy um and uh, and also uh health issues Mm-hmm. then uh, then i came to actually i did o- already work on myself since the, the age of let's say um consciously since the age of 19 tw- let's say 20 something like this okay and i was 20 and today i'm 46 mm-hmm. so um so i started with different uh, ex- ex- different uh, therapists and i started also to to work on different uh, on different methods and then um it it's actually an overall consensorial is in a, is a, is let's say um uh it's a resume of everything that was working for me and it's also throughout my experiences of life so basically consensorial is who i am that's uh, that's it it's, it's it's actually being working on myself throughout 25 more than 25 years Mm-hmm. and then uh, applying a method that actually built um is um that was actually talked to 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 me first so um so i wrote the the i wrote the method and then i it's a brand here in switzerland so mm-hmm. it's it's been deposed to the intellectual proprietary uh, in switzerland here in bern and it was uh, i did it with a, a very good friend who was there for me when actually everybody left so um, he was the only one one of the only person here for me 
-hmm. And then throughout my career, I did, um, I, I started as a, as a bodyguard. Then I did uh, banking for 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, then entrepreneurial part as, as well for a couple of years. Uh, and now I'm on my own actually. So I did uh, various things and through also martial arts and sports because I, I did martial arts since the age of six. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then continued through parkour. Actually, it's the art of deplacement coming from, uh, from France. And, uh, and then, uh, also some other martial arts such as, as Thai boxing that I'm actually teaching and also yoga. But, uh, that's not a Thai, that's not a martial arts, but, uh, I was teaching yoga as well, teaching Thai boxing, teaching parkour. And, uh, throughout also the, my physical, uh, background, uh, I, uh, actually came up to, to this method and it's actually, um, based on the breathing. Mm -hmm. uh the 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 writing uh, actually it's a spontaneous writing and okay. then the last point is listening so basically what we are going to do with the method is trying to come back to who we are mm -hmm. um but actually leaving the patterns and actually healing the wounds that we have from past experiences from our parents, from our lineage, from everything that we live through our life. And mm -hmm. we have some patterns that are useful and that are actually pushing uh, and actually lifting us up. But mm -hmm. we have patterns that are self-sabotaging, that are blocking us, and that are also self-destructive. And these are the patterns that we are going to work on. So in order for us to, to free some space inside, our, inside of us emotionally, and mm -hmm. then to replace it by what we want. That means also uh, replace. That means also actually um, in our life, mm -hmm. uh, it would mean also to change actually the position that we will have towards our own life and mm -hmm. towards ourselves for sure. But we, it starts within, and then everything changes uh, on the outside. Could you please tell me, like, how do inherited emotional patterns develop and? Um... How are they passed on from generation to generation? Well, it's sometimes it's unconscious. It's uh, throughout education, for example, education mm -hmm. of our parents, and mm -hmm. then they had the education from their parents, uh, and uh, and uh, and maybe they were not able to work on certain patterns. So mm -hmm. unconsciously, through uh, what we have learned from them, they have transmitted these patterns. So oh. meaning that actually through certain behaviors mm -hmm. um, they could be transmitted and then this mechanism of uh, of um, of emotional patterns when it's actually turns against us it's sometimes mm -hmm. because it's a it was maybe some sort of protection uh from uh, from not from our parents okay. but protection to um uh, and so maybe also they were not able to see it at that at that moment. But it's some sort of protection to ourselves, to our em emotions, and to some wounds, because a wounds, emotional wounds, uh, it resonates with. Uh, for example, it can resonate with um, with a situation that you're living in the present. Mm -hmm. But this situation uh doesn't have to have any actually sort of uh, of connections to the ones that is actually uh, the roots of the ones uh, at the beginning 
and this um, this um, these patterns they can be actually activated through mm -hmm. our five senses, whether it's the sight, whether it's um, it's the the touch, whether mm -hmm. it's a smell. Uh, so it's it's really uh, activated through. Uh, it can be also something that reminds us of. Uh, it can be a vision. It can be anything. So it's pretty tricky because mm -hmm. when a patterns occur and when it's it's uh, it's switched on it can mm -hmm. be switched on unconsciously first mm -hmm. and then we find ourselves in a patterns or in a position that mm -hmm. we are not willing to be and these patterns they are repeating themselves because basically they are trying to show us something that we maybe didn't see uh, up to now uh, from our behaviors and from our positioning in different uh, relationships or or in different um in different situations because mm -hmm. there are three um there i don't know if you have heard about the carp mind triangle it's actually um it's a triangle that is um that is a behavior triangle and mm -hmm. it's related to victim savior and uh persecutors so okay. when you are in this triangle, mm -hmm. even if you are a savior, mm -hmm. you have an unbalanced relationship. Okay. Because if you are a savior, for mm -hmm. sure you will have on the, the counterparty is that you might have someone that wants to be saved. So you mm -hmm. might have a victim on the other side because they want to be saved. Mm -hmm. And if they are a victim at one point, it means mm -hmm. that at one point there was a perse persecutor somewhere. It can mm. be a situation, but it can be a person as well. So when you are in these patterns, you find out that actually you are going through dif the different stages yourself. Maybe some, some, at some point we were a victim mm. and then, uh, we wanted to become a savior in order for people not to actually experience what we experienced in the past. And yeah. this comes maybe from a situation that was traumatic or, um, or uh, or a person that uh, that would be traumatizing and mm -hmm. that could come from a persecutor yeah so okay. um these patterns that that can be inherited from our lineage from our parents and maybe they have inherited them from our grandparents it's because they haven't worked on the roots of these patterns and mm -hmm. they are transmitted unconsciously actually through um, mm -hmm. maybe the the um, through maybe um, educations uh, or different types of uh, behaviors yeah what are the chronological steps involved in uh, releasing emotions and patterns like from awareness to letting go and how yeah. do these steps contribute to healing emotional wounds and traumas yes though so the the steps uh first of all it's um it's being conscious about about that there is um, something, that there is a wound, that there is a trauma, that there is something that really is heavy uh, on our shoulders. So that's the, the, first, uh, the first step. The second step is to understand. Mm -hmm. And to understand meaning that we need to understand where it comes from originally. So not the situation that we live in the moment, mm -hmm. but the roots of this trauma or these patterns or these emotions. So we need to understand where it comes from first and where it started. Mm. Usually, we already know. 
unconsciously we know where it comes from but then we have to put conscious and be mindful that it comes from these roots and when mm-hmm. we, you have found the roots of the pattern then mm-hmm. you can heal from it but you can heal the roots you don't you will not put actually a plaster on the one that is not completely healed yeah. you will actually heal the roots of the of the emotions the patterns or the trauma so that's uh, that's the the second step the mm-hmm. third step it will be to accept and integrate mm-hmm. the old all this process okay. to accept that this wound is here and to accept it as it is so that it's not the final point but at the moment it's there so the the um, this step of acceptation and integration can be pretty long because by the time really we really accept it sometimes we think we accept it but it's not really the case um and by the time we completely accept it then we can let it go and release it so meaning that we can completely heal from it and then we 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 feel actually we feel it in our body from mm-hmm. a certain relief actually okay um even if it's painful but it's still a relief yeah so that's the that these are the steps uh in order to to heal and to be uh to be let's say um to to release and to heal and to let go whether it's emotional patterns trauma and um also ones from uh, from our past or from uh that we inherited from our past or that we experienced in our past yeah, ourselves i just want to relate something like how does the metaphor of a glass of water illustrate yes. the process of releasing emotional patterns and making room for new emotions like what is the significance of conscious choice in this process well the the idea actually of the of the glass is that mm-hmm. is uh, the 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 glass full of water is mm-hmm. that you will have at the beginning you have a, a glass that is completely cleared and yeah. uh, empty yeah and then the glass fills up with a certain amount of emotions so mm-hmm. the water will represent the emotions yeah and at a at a certain point the glass will be full so the glass will be the capacity that we have on our own to um to uh let's say add up emotions um to ourselves to mm-hmm. in, in on the inside mm-hmm. and then when it comes to a full glass of water mm-hmm. if you put positive emotions that mm-hmm. you will add more emotions or you will add more water to your glass that is already full mm-hmm. your glass will spill yeah the, even if it's positive mm-hmm. so we we always think that if we add negative uh, emotions so if we still had water whether it's positive or negative it doesn't matter actually but we think that if it's negative the glass mm-hmm. will spill if it's positive it, it will not but it's not the case actually it's the mm-hmm. case on both sides so okay. the idea of this uh, of actually clearing and actually having more space inside the water is that actually and that was coming to what we were saying before mm-hmm. is that actually the idea is first of all to mm-hmm. get rid of the patterns and the wounds and everything that is too heavy on our shoulders emotionally mm-hmm. so to make some space inside the glass mm-hmm. um and then to replace uh this space 
this mm -hmm. empty space or this freed space by uh, different um, by uh, emotions or new patterns that we want to add to ourselves. And that will be conscious patterns and that will be patterns that are uplifting us mm -hmm. and also uh, helping us to uh, guide us to our success, our goals, um, what we really want in life, um, the position that we want to have in our own life. So it can be anything that fulfills us and mm -hmm. lifts us up. But then it's important to replace the space by, mm -hmm. by what we want. If we don't replace it and we leave our glass, let's say, uh, not full, mm -hmm. but not full of what we want, mm -hmm. then the glass will fill it itself uh, automatically up and maybe unconsciously as well with, with maybe what we don't want. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to make space and then replace it. So that was the idea of mm -hmm. the um, of the of the glass of water, because mm -hmm. the capacity of our glass will not change. Yeah. Once we are at hundred percent of what we can, uh, what we can, let's say, uh, handle emotionally, mm -hmm. uh, we cannot go um, more actually, and we cannot go far, because what 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 it does when we are going at hundred, two hundred and ten, hundred twenty percent, maybe we we will be able able to handle it. Uh, even more, even if it's uh, uh, more full than what it can, uh, it can actually, uh, it can, it can, uh, let's say, uh, um, how do you say that in English? Um, even when it's more full, but that one it can, uh, let's say, admit inside, mm -hmm. be, be admitted inside of us or inside mm -hmm. the glass. Mm -hmm. At one point it will fall. And when it falls or it spills, um, if it's at 120%, mm. you can be sure that actually you, you go back to zero and not emotionally, but mentally you go back to zero, to zero. Oh. And it's the downfall is actually, uh, it's like the, the curve of efficiencies. Actually, you have a curve of efficiency where you can be efficient until what percent, one, 100%. Mm -hmm. And then when you are 110, 120, it means that you are over actually your your hundred percent you can maybe continue for a little while but at one point you will come back to zero and the coming back to zero it can means um depression it can means a burnout it can mm -hmm. means a lot of things that are really difficult to get out of actually but the mm -hmm. other the, the the other part is that at that point you have to do something to change it because mm. you have no choice. Yeah. Uh, usually, it's better to do it before, mm -hmm. for sure. But mm -hmm. sometimes we wait until the last, uh, the last moment, until mm. we have no other choices than to to see that we need to change different things inside of us mm. in order to go further and to go towards towards our goals. But um, but uh, if you never give up. On yourself mm -hmm. and on your goals, for sure. At one point, mathematically, you mm -hmm. will uh, you will you will achieve them. Um, I don't know if you heard about this experience of um, of Carl Jung. It's um, he was a, a physician, but mm -hmm. uh, Carl Jung he was actually um, um, he was doing experiences on the water on the uh, let's say on the um, on waters and mm -hmm. actually. 
on the scales um, reflecting on our on on the wall mm-hmm. and see how it was reflecting on the wall depending on whom was seeing it and yeah. he actually so it's quantum physics basically huh? he was mm-hmm. doing quantum physics um he was studying actually it and um this uh water actually so the scales inside the waters mm-hmm. and um the what it does it changes in terms of if you change position mm-hmm. uh of of the site it mm-hmm. changes actually uh how the water um moves with the scales so mm-hmm. that means that it will change on the eye of the observator. Mm-hmm. So if you change your position observe, or the, of observing, uh, observing, it will change actually your reality. It will change mm-hmm. also um, the the end result. Yeah. So that's what it's uh, uh, actually very easily uh, explained. That's uh, what he was actually trying to. Um, to show in his experiences through quantum physics. Uh, and what are some benefits of um, releasing inherited emotional patterns and returning to our true selves? Like, how does this work uh, help in personal growth and reconnecting with our inner child? Uh, so, so the releasing uh, inherited uh, emotional patterns will help us for sure to reconnect to our inner child, but the connection to our inner child uh, it's a connection that we still need to keep um because it will help us also to uh it will help us to see the life mm-hmm. in a magical way okay so when we are children and we mm-hmm. have naturally boundaries let's say not in terms of of what we are doing but in terms of how we are seeing life mm-hmm. when we are kids um or when we are a child everything mm-hmm. is magical yeah. you can see when they they are learning they are le- they they are amazed by by butterflies they are amazed by the wind they are amazed by everything that is actually surrounding them and mm. everything that is surrounding them is magic from yes. actually an essence points it's magic so through mm. the eyes of the children it's magic at the yeah. beginning then we learn different things we have mm-hmm. different experiences and we with the, the the our view of life changes and also our inner child can be uh, traumatized by different uh, things that he has experienced or seen mm-hmm. and the connection to to our inner child is for sure clearer if you if you if all these patterns that are blocking you to be connected and have a very special bond to your inner child can be removed so these inherited patterns they can actually blur ourselves from mm-hmm. reality from what we are living in the moment but yes. they can also um, disconnect ourselves in a way from our inner child yeah. and this inner child is actually the magic within us is that we uh, that we believe and and fully believe that uh from within we already magical ourselves mm. and this this belief of being magic inside of us of the magic mm. that we see around us mm. if you don't see the magic inside of you mm. how can you be magical let's say outside how can mm. you um uh how can you um 
how can you believe in in yourself being magic from your essence point mm. and we are all magical by essence we are all unique by essence we are all we all all have a lot of gifts sometimes we don't see them anymore because mm. we have our vision of us internally mm -hmm. is um is not aligned with who we are basically and yeah. this actually disconnection with our inner child is mm -hmm. the disconnection with our true self as well okay and, so that's uh, the reason the bond mm -hmm. needs to be uh, really uh, really uh, strongly kept and strongly mm -hmm. also nourished you need to nourish the the relationship with your inner child and mm -hmm. nourishing could also mean reassuring your inner child that the person that you are that we are today mm -hmm. can take care of our inner child our inner child and that he doesn't need to be uh, any more fear about well, mm -hmm. he, he doesn't need to fear anything mm -hmm. and he doesn't need to be un unsecure because insecurity it comes from within not from outside for example if you are if you are finding love if you mm -hmm. are trying to find love mm -hmm. through someone let's say mm -hmm. but you are not actually giving love to yourself Okay. You will attract people that mm. are actually not loving really yourself because you are at the beginning not loving yourself first, mm. and you cannot find on the outside something that you you haven't found on the inside first. Otherwise, there will be a discrepancy and there will be an unbalanced, um, uh, unbalanced um, relationship that can mm -hmm. can be created. Because mm. you will see in other persons what you cannot see in yourself. Yes, and it's just an example, and it can be uh, it can be yeah. put in any area of your, of uh, our life. Yeah, how do breathing, uh, spontaneous writing, and um, dialogues uh, contribute to the process of coming back to oneself and um, expanding sovereignty? Um, so, let's start by the breathing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, um, when you are doing a martial arts, mm -hmm. uh, and also, uh, when you are doing, um, um, yoga, okay. for example, or, or any other, uh, sport in general, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. especially, uh, well, yoga is for sure. And martial arts as well, different, different type of, uh, of martial arts, but martial arts, mm -hmm. surely you need to breathe in a certain way. Yeah. Um, you need to, to breathe in a certain way, first of all, for ourselves. Mm -hmm. second, of, second of all, uh, to actually um, reconnect. Re if, you re if we reconnect to our breathing, we directly reconnect to ourselves. Yes. So reconnecting to a conscious breathing and a way, a there are different methods of breathing. You have the right breathing from the Shaolins, that is uh, amazing. You have uh, the deep breathing, for example, in yoga also. Mm. Um, so there are different techniques. You also have the breathing from Wim Hof, for example. That's, that is an amazing technique as well. So mm. you have a different techniques of breathing, and mm. they are all good for us. But then, unconsciously, we're not breathing that way. We cannot bring, breathe all the time. Uh, for example, uh, the deep breathing, we cannot do it, do it all the time throughout the day, but mm. then it will also help us to better manage our emotions. 
So this breathing, it will reconnect to ourselves first. Mm -hmm. It will also help us to um, manage better uh, emotions that are not really um, uh, that are that are challenging or that mm -hmm. are, are maybe um, not unwanted, but that we cannot um, predict. So mm -hmm. it will help us to better manage the emotions mm -hmm. by better managing our breathing. Because what what's uh, actually connected to the breathing mm -hmm. is our body directly. So yeah. meaning that when we have a stressful situation, our body stiffens. And our body stiffens, why? Because our breath shortens. Yes. So it starts by the shortening of the breath. Mm -hmm. And then our body automatically um, gets more stressed because we are breathing in a different way. We are breathing, uh, we have shorter breath. Mm -hmm. And then um, the, short, the shortening of the breath or mm -hmm. and also it, it, it's it's uh, for example when when we fear something and fears also completely block our uh, respiration our mm -hmm. breathing and block our body completely so it can be a way of um, of unshutting down our body let's say or mm -hmm. reconnecting to our breath is easier than really uh, facing the fear, for example, but when you reconnect to your, to yourself through the breathing, mm -hmm. you will reconnect to your uh, true self, mm -hmm. meaning that you will you will think about how you breathe, and mm -hmm. this this will make it conscious. And by making it making it conscious, then it will another mechanism will uh, will come into into place, and then when you um. For example, when there is um, this um, this this fear or this this uh, challenging emotion that that comes up, mm -hmm. um, and that you are, we are more stressed, and mm -hmm. then then by being conscious about it, it will it will help to release certain emotions, mm -hmm. and it will be also in our vision of mm -hmm. of seeing the situation. It will mm -hmm. it will. It will be uh, we will be more mindful of how we can uh, we can perceive the situation that we are in in the present moment. Mm. Uh, so that will also enhance our vision. Um, so it's uh, starting by the breath. It we it we are coming back to our our let's say our birth and our beginnings because when we when we get out of um, of and we when we we actually get out of of the of the, the when we um, when we are born, mm -hmm. um, we start to breathe. Yeah. But um, but the breathing at the beginning is also not easy for us. Yes. So then we we start to to breathe naturally, and mm -hmm. then with the years, it depends of what we what we um, it depends of what we live and the different experience we have. We start breathing differently, and we we let's say our our breath breath uh, shortens. So coming back to the breathing, mm -hmm. if we concentrate on the breathing, mm -hmm. it's easier to come to come back and to connect to ourselves. And then mm -hmm. when we do the right things, mm -hmm. that's that's the part a part of the methods too. But uh, when we do the spontaneous writings, it helps us whether it's conscious or unconscious. It helps mm -hmm. us actually. Um, make our emotion physical. 
mm-hmm. meaning that by writing you mm-hmm. will make them even if it's unconscious they will mm-hmm. be coming out of you yes. so that's the idea of uh, writing mm-hmm. so the idea of spontaneous writing is really you don't think about what you write or mm-hmm. it can be also drawing yeah? it doesn't mm-hmm. only have to be writing you can draw you can do whatever you want you can also uh, just uh, just do uh, do a small um, small gribouillage uh, on your on your paper it doesn't mm-hmm. matter actually even if the, the the words have no 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 real sense mm-hmm. the idea is just to to let it out actually to yeah. let things uh, flow and um, so that's for the spontaneous writing mm-hmm. and then regarding the the way of listening mm-hmm. listening and dialogue and exchange it's a way of being kind to someone it's yeah. a way of of uh, of valuing the person if you listen to someone carefully mm-hmm. they will tell you a few words that mm-hmm. actually will help you or mm-hmm. will help us let's say in, in just listening to the person not mm-hmm. without applying any method but just listening and not being judgmental but just being kind yeah. um just by listening to someone mm-hmm. you will value the person because yeah. you will um you will hear the words and her words with her words will mm-hmm. have value so meaning that you you're valuing her words and mm-hmm. ex- by extension you're valuing the person that in, that is in front who is in front of you mm-hmm. so listening is very important mm-hmm. and then um when you listen to someone you will have some words that will come up and these words they will highlight what the person actually the inside of the person and how she is really showing you uh, or let's say that you are supporting her in um in her past but to her inner or his or her inner self mm. um so that's the idea of listening to the person listening to the person means really what do you have to or what are you willing to tell mm. me and mm-hmm. from what you're willing to tell me we mm-hmm. will access to your inner world yeah because the person is giving you access it's always important is it is it's that the person is giving you access yes. to uh his or her inner world and mm-hmm. through the words that mm-hmm. uh, uh that's uh, that they are actually saying even if it's sometimes unconscious Sometimes mm-hmm. they think that they only talk about the weather and mm-hmm. they only talk about very light things but some words will be very profound. Yeah. And these words um they can unlock doors. Mm. Uh so internal doors inside of them and internal emotions. Yes. So that's the idea of the of the process of just listening. Mm. So if you are a good listener Mm-hmm. you are probably a good healer too <laughs> yeah yeah true and one can you explain the uh, consensorial method and how it facilitates personal development like how does it help individuals uh, become conscious of their emotions boundaries and limits um so you want me to explain the method the method actually um <clears throat> the method comes still from my personal experience so mm. uh, so it's basically uh, uh, i had to overcome challenges i still mm. do 
I, I uh, had to, uh, yeah, I had, we, we all do actually, and basically, mm. um, but um, I had to work on myself a lot mm. Uh, mm. in order to release a, a lot of different patterns, mm. um, consciously or unconsciously, and traumas, and, and also, um, uh, also grounding myself. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of different uh, things that I work on through 25 years of working on myself. I'm still working. Yeah? I will continue to um, to um, to work and to uh, to work on myself and to find new uh, to find maybe a new uh, new light in in different places inside of me. So it's a, it's a, actually to my point of view, it's a never-ending process, and it's also um, uh, something that uh, I, I always say that I, I didn't. The, the only thing I could really achieve. Um, personally and internally is uh, is uh, knowing myself better so i will mm. always be a student of life mm. i will always uh, learn mm. and uh, and to me humility uh, is important so mm. meaning that if you are humble you will yeah. not try to put yourself on top of other people so you mm. are not better than the others mm. uh, you, you we are equal no yeah. matter who we are, no matter what we have, uh, mm. and so I will come back to the the, the method. But just just um, um, what is important is that no matter what you have externally, your wealth, your money, your uh, your success, your achievements, mm. who you are inside is completely disconnected from that. Meaning that um, you are not what happens to you. Mm. It, that doesn't define who you are. Yes. Who you are is um, who you are in your heart, who you are in your soul, and what you can, uh, how can can you be to people? What can you bring bring to people throughout your experience? How can you share? How can you lift up people? How can we lift each other up? Let's say that's mm. what for me what's important. How how can we um, by lifting each other up, each other up? How can we mm. live better in a better way, in a more uh, fulfilled way, more aligned mm. with who we are? Um, but then to come back to the method, so um, conscientorial, it's actually conscience and sensorial. Mm. So it's sorial, conscious and sensory, let's say. So it's mm. uh, the feelings and uh, how we feel and mm. and what we... Um, um, the thing is that when uh, conscientorial, so it's conscience, conscious and sensorial, so what we feel mm. and how we feel it and to release emotions... And um, so the method starts on the breathing to reconnect to ourselves. Then, as I explained before, mm -hmm. and uh, the idea is still to internally heal from mm -hmm. past wounds and inherited wounds, and also uh, traumas and different uh, challenging emotions that are difficult to live with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so what is important with consensorial, generally speaking, is that the mm. person who, who um, the person who is coming, let's say, to to me to to do a, a session, mm. is that she has her free will always. Mm. So mm. I will be only a support, but yeah. not someone who guides us inside her own world. Mm. I will be only the support, the person who maybe. Uh, lighten up these different uh, dark places 
um, and maybe lift the person up. But I will not. Um, and by lightening up, you will lift the person up, and you, it will be actually enlighten her path inside mm. of of, uh, of her or herself, and lighten up her path uh, in where she wants to go in life. Mm. Let's say in her life or his mm. life, in that person's life, in order for them to be more aligned with their uh, their true self. But um, so that's very important. And the second point is that mm. the person needs always needs to be autonomous. So she needs to keep her uh, sovereignty. Mm. And that's very important because uh, keeping your sovereignty meaning that you don't need anyone at the end of the day mm. to do the internal work. Mm. And you can have, and also to realize that you have already all the tools, even if you don't know how to, um, how to, um, how to manipulate them, or if, even if you don't know that you already have them inside of you. But we all have on our side all the tools that we need to face any situation and mm. to face anything that comes inside our life. But sometimes we, we, um, the perception that we have is not aligned with reality. So we mm. think we cannot, mm. but in fact, we can. But yes. we, have put maybe some because of what we ex we've experienced and what we've inherited emotionally. Mm -hmm. We have put some barrier barriers to ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, we and then it becomes walls and mountains to climb, mm -hmm. and then it comes it becomes more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes these 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 walls uh, that we and this cage that we put ourselves in uh, prevent us to see our own potential and our own uniqueness capacities and our own power. So it's mm -hmm. coming back to who we are and to our own power and mm -hmm. keeping our free will and sovereignty. So that's mm -hmm. uh, the, the idea of the, the method. And then what I didn't explain yet is that I'm doing, uh, I'm working with a clinic here um, in, the, in Switzerland mm -hmm. uh, that is called Clinic Lemana. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's uh, it's actually a, um, a clinic of well-being, but with them and also generally speaking, mm -hmm. um, because I'm part of the of their program uh, of mm -hmm. this clinic. But with the with the um, with them and generally speaking with clients, mm -hmm. I um, I do consensorial walks and consensorial walks. It's a walk mm -hmm. of one hour, thirty minutes, or two hours, depending. So. The work will be uh, based on reconnecting to ourselves through mm. the elements. Okay. So the first um, the first part is the breathing. So mm. I explain to people how the breathing works, the yeah. same as I explained uh, here. Mm. And then um, we will do some breathing exercises together. So it will be breathing exercises at the beginning that we do together in order for the person to reconnect to, her, to herself. Mm. And then we will do the walk. And when mm. we're walking, it mm. will be a walk through the forest and the river. And also it can be a, um, it will be a, a walk that will last for one hour, 30 minutes, mm -hmm. approximately. Mm. And then there will be three hours, this, this one hour, 30 minutes, um, mm -hmm. few exercises 
Mm-hmm. So practical exercise to reconnect to nature, mm-hmm. to reconnect to water, mm-hmm. and to reconnect, for example, to trees and to to um, to earth. Mm-hmm. So that will be practical exercise that the person can do uh, whenever she wants when she comes back home. And mm-hmm. the breathing exercise is the same. And I will also show the writing. And mm-hmm. if she wants to write, then she can write. If she doesn't want, it's fine. So it's the same for talking. When we mm-hmm. will walk, it's uh, it will be a very uh, um, uh, very relaxing walk. It's not it's not something that's going to be tiring, because mm-hmm. the idea is to reconnect to who we are and not to be too tired. Otherwise, it's difficult to uh, to uh, to to be conscious of the reconnection that we have. Mm-hmm. But um, but then I'll do consensual walks and then. These walks, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, it's a walk that actually uh, helps the person very in a very smooth way and in a very uh, flowing way to reconnect to uh, to who we are inside of us through the walk and through nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's also another um, another part of the of uh, of consensorial. Mm-hmm. Works, but otherwise I, I work also on for example with Thai boxing or with parkour with movements mm-hmm. or with yoga I work mm-hmm. with um, with the, um, the connection to 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 the ground and also trying um, not with the walks but really with the the physical uh, part mm-hmm. um, and when they come to train, for example, with me or something, or if they want to do Thai boxing, if they want to do parkour, or if sometimes they want to do yoga, but uh, yoga, I know, I'm not giving lessons anymore, but uh, I just integrate some yoga postures inside the training um, mm-hmm. for, for, for the people to, um, to, to feel different things and to stretch as well for, for, for different postures, um, mm-hmm. but, and to relax uh, for the Shavasana, for example, at the end. Um, but, um, uh, and to reconnect to themselves, that's the only idea. But for example, with Thai boxing, I use, I use Thai boxing and parkour to, mm-hmm. to, so people that they, they can consciously reconnect to their own body. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, um, throughout the years and depending on the relation that we have to our body, we mm-hmm. have a wrong perception of what we can do or what we can do and we can be disconnected from our body. Yeah. And if you are disconnected from your body, it can mm-hmm. also mean that you are disconnected from um, the ground and the energies and everything that's, that flows within you. So when mm-hmm. you move, for example, when you, we do shadow boxing uh, mm-hmm. in Thai boxing, or when we do when we we start to to move in parkour, you have some different mov- movements that are more difficult to do, or maybe some blockage that shows up, mm-hmm. and this blockage. We will try to see if the energy, especially with shadow boxing, because it's a it's it's a very easy way of uh, of, uh, of actually seeing the person moving. We can see if the per- if the energy of the person uh, flows from the ground to the upper body mm-hmm. freely, and if there are blockages, maybe in the hips, uh, in mm-hmm. the legs. Uh, if the upper part is connected with the lower part, if the right part is connected to the um, the left part, if there are discrepancies, if there are differences between the two parts of the body, actually when the person is moving, and mm-hmm. then we re-put consciousness mm-hmm. to um, how we move and to 
the perception that we have of our own body through practical exercises as well mm. so that the person can feel it mm. so it's very important the person uh, needs to feel something because if you feel something then it becomes again it becomes it becomes physical for sure but if mm. you feel something it becomes material it's yeah. not only a thought that you have it's something mm. that really you feel inside mm. of you so yeah so that's also uh, a way of working on on ourselves okay and um in the journey of personal growth um why is it important to make conscious choices about the place we want to have in our lives and the direction we are heading um it's important it's important actually um and that's important through valorization of who we are mm. because depending on how we see ourselves we mm. will um let's say choose a position and mm. a direction to which our life should go mm. but the first point is to see how you see our, yourself well how we see ourselves mm. and how we feel with ourselves do we feel confident mm. do we feel empowered mm. do we feel um do we have do we trust in mm. what we do or what we say mm. uh, is it aligned with who we are so mm. all these these things of choosing the direction and mm. the direction will change um functionally on what we perceive from ourselves if you mm. think you're not capable of doing something mm. you won't you will be right actually you won't be able to do it but mm. not because you cannot do it because mm. at the beginning you thought that it was impossible to do it yeah it's not your capacity to do it it's mm -hmm. the perception that you have of yourself doing it that stands in the way of doing it it's not mm. really what you are doing mm. it's how you perceive yourself yeah. doing it that prevents you from achieving it so what is important to mm. choosing the direction where we go and consciously mm. knowing what we want mm. and what we don't want or we don't want anymore is choosing a place in our own life that suits who we really are mm. and sometimes we see for example in our relationships Mm. that we don't really have the place that we really want or that really yeah. suits us or that really lifts us up uh and sometimes we we are let's say um if we take um let's say a sphere mm. i don't i don't want to see a box because otherwise if i see a box then we will put inside the box and i really don't like the idea of being putting inside the box if mm. if we have a sphere it's more round and the mm. sphere is extendable so mm. so um if you are in a, in a, in a sphere and let's say that the ideal position is that you are in the center of your own sphere and then you, you can expand your sphere wherever you want and see in the direction you want to go but freely mm. so if you take the sphere as a, as a, as an element where you are, where you are in the center mm. sometimes in in certain relations we are really on in the border of the center uh, mm. and and we are actually squeezed on one border of the sphere mm. and we think that we don't have space to move yeah and when we think that we don't have space to move then mm. we will choose a direction that is not really the direction that we should we should we would have chosen if mm. we were taking 
all the space inside the sphere, uh, in, in, not inside the sphere, inside the sphere. And the mm. fear can be actually one of the points or the blockage or the barriers can be one of the, the, the points that could actually um, intervene in the position we choose in our own life. And so that's important to be conscious about which position we have in the mm. present moment. Mm. And if this position mm. uh, actually is aligned with what we want, mm. who we are, what we want to achieve, and where we want to go. Mm. So that's important. But the first point is mm. knowing where we stand. Mm. And as we come to the end of our discussion, if there is any um, key takeaway or message you would like our listeners to remember about releasing inherited emotional patterns and uh, embracing personal growth, what would that be? I think the definition of personal growth is, and the definition of success is mm-hmm. is a is a is a definition that we should define for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, um, personal growth it's it's really something that we define to ourselves. But let's say that if 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 there was something um, that would be personally, uh, I will I will just I will just say personally. If mm-hmm. there is something that personally I would uh, look for, mm-hmm. it would be first of all be advocate for kindness because I think mm-hmm. adni- kindness to 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 ourselves and to people can change a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then I would say realigned with who we are, um, mm-hmm. trust in who we are and who who I am as a person and what I can do and what I can achieve. Uh, in life or in in my uh, in my own uh, in in my own development mm. uh, and being be confident and be valuable mm. to ourselves first mm. then if you if you if you build this this confidence if you build this trust if you build this this power inside of you mm. then on the outside it will reflect and you will shine brighter you will be stronger mm. so um so if you are more full, mm. um, let's say if you if you align really with who you are and you are actually um, uh, unap- unapologetically who you are mm. um, with your darkness and with mm. your light, because we always have darkness and light. It's it's not always light actually, mm. and uh, and the light doesn't exist without darkness, and the yeah. darkness doesn't exist without light actually so it's mm. it's it's a it's a mix of the two uh, but yeah. um but if we fully accept who we are mm. and we empower ourselves and really take the place that we want in our life but for ourselves first mm-hmm. then we can also help uh each other lift lifts up and lighten each other up and that yeah. i think that's for me um Releasing inherited uh, emotional patterns and releasing patterns is the is a is a way of being of being fully who we are and mm. unapologetically who we are and also to find um, surely to find the gift that we already have. Sometimes mm. we're not conscious about it, mm. but it's very important. And there is one point also that I wanted to um, to to share. Is um, mm. and that will be the last point. Is that when we are in dark, in a dark place, and when we are deep inside mm. of us, and we think we cannot go further, mm. um, just go 
one or two steps further. Just go a bit further. Just go, just don't give up. Just go deeper. Just continue to dig a little, a little bit more. Because when you dig deep inside of you enough, you will find a stronger light. You will find your stronger light. We will find our stronger light. And that won't be from the outside. It will be digging deep inside our darkness. Mm. And that's very important. If you continue to dig inside the darkness, you will find surely the light. And mm. you can see it with the yin and the yang as well. Mm. You have this, uh, inside the darkness, there is the light. Mm. And inside the, um, inside the light, there is darkness. So it's, it's a match of the two that, that makes you whole. But mm. for example, if you are going through the darkness and you are, if you take the yin and the yang, if you are deep in, in the middle of the center, and mm. you are really deep inside your darkness, mm. just after the border, there mm. is the light. Mm. So it's important to not give up and to continue to dig deeper because you will find yourself and you will mm. find a stronger light within. So that's, uh, so it's not easy because yeah. sometimes we, we think, uh, we think, like, yeah, I should go maybe go back there because uh, because if I go back, then I will I will I will see the light, and then you turn, and you see even more darkness because basically you, you will go back actually, and it's not going back; it's continue to go forward. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the idea for myself. But um, but uh, no matter what what happens, continue to dig deeper and mm -hmm. find really who you are and find your own gift. Because you are gifted, and we mm. are all gifted, yes. so that's important. We are all gifted, and we all have so much to bring uh, to people. Um, and by by finding who we really are and aligning with who we are, then we we really surely um, um, let's say our aura we expand. And mm -hmm. our sphere also will expand more, meaning that we will have a lot of different choices. Mm. And then we will find, we will choose only, but consciously we will choose only the one that suits the best for us. Yeah. And really, thank you so much, Yannick, uh, for joining us today and shedding light on the profound impact of emotional patterns in the process of releasing them. Really, your expertise and guidance have provided our listeners um, valuable insights and tools for their personal growth journey. We truly appreciate your time and the wisdom you have shared with us. And to our listeners, remember that by releasing emotion patterns, you can free yourself to embrace who you truly are and create a life filled with kindness, love and compassion. Stay tuned for more inspiring episodes and until next time, keep growing and shining from within. Once again, thank you. Thank you, Yannick. Thank, thank you very you. much for having me. Thank you. Thank you.